Hey, everybody. This is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for November 23rd, 2020. Welcome to your tech and startups and venture capital primer for the week, and welcome to a holiday week here in the U.S. Now, no, you don't have to care about American Thanksgiving, a feast day, but it will impact the news flow that we'll see over the next few days. And by that, I mean, theoretically, things should slow down. But don't bet your house on it. A lot of things that were supposed to be true have wound up untrue in 2020, like companies avoiding going public during an election year. Thus far in 2020, we've had unicorns going public all over an election cycle, and one that has been more fractious than most in my nation's history. You get the idea. But there's still so much to get through, so let's dig into the weekend and also take a look at the latest, most important funding rounds. Now, over the weekend, the key business story appears to be good results from a third vaccine candidate, this time from AstraZeneca, which has a vaccine that is around 70% effective. The AstraZeneca news comes after vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech that demonstrated that they were even more effective. So as you've already guessed, on the back of more good news about the pandemic eventually coming to a close, stocks are set to rise here in the U.S. Now, if you're struggling to grok why stocks rise on good vaccine news and don't seem to fall on bad COVID-19 news, let me help. Good vaccine news helps investors bet more on a quick conclusion to the pandemic eventually. And so long as good vaccine news continues to come, bad COVID-19 news in the interim is just less worrisome to the capital class. Not that that will help keep your family safe, mind, but it might protect short-term returns for investment managers. All right, what else is going on this morning? Well, Bitcoin is trucking towards all-time highs, looking to finally best its records that it set as 2017 came to a close. Now, there are more Bitcoin in circulation now than there were then, so the total value of circulating Bitcoin is already at an all-time high, but soon the price of an individual Bitcoin itself could also set a record. Now, your friends that never sold will soon tell you how smart they are, and I'm sorry for those conversations in advance, but let's put aside the public markets and crypto and even the pandemic for a second and just talk about startups and private rounds, because after all, we are here for the upstart growth companies. Now, on the private round side of things, instead of just looking at rounds that were closed in the last 24 or 48 hours, I actually broadened our net a little bit. I was looking for startup investments and deals that seemed to have a bit more import and also that I might have missed during the last few days worth of IPO news because I don't, I don't know about you, but I've been really busy with just looking at S1s. So first up, LA-based Credit Key which raised $33 million for its B2B payments platform. So what does it do? Well, a bit like how Klarna and Affirm offer buy now, pay later via installment loans to consumers, Credit Key wants to do the same thing for B2B transactions. The LA-based company raised its latest funds from Greycroft, Bonfire Ventures, and a new one to me, Loeb.nyc. As Affirm itself looks to go public, expect to see more capital flowing into related and competing startups. This round is the least surprising thing I have heard in some time. Also, it sounds kind of cool, frankly. Next up, Digital Freight Forwarder Forto, which is actually a tongue twister, raises another $50 million in a round led by Inven Capital, that's I-N-V-E-N Capital. Forto, F-O-R-T-O, if you're Googling it, is doing well during the pandemic, TechCrunch's Mike Butcher reports. Its latest capital was led by Inven Capital, a growth fund out of the Czech Republic, notably, and participated in by a host of European venture capital firms like Cherry Ventures and Northzone. Now, as a point of order, is it still okay to call UK-based firms European? Do we have to wait for hard Brexit to stop? What's the protocol there? I don't actually know. I'm not joking. I'm actually kind of curious. 
Anywho, what does Forto do? Well, according to our coverage, it gives customers real-time data and lets them know when things are going to be on time while cutting their supply chain costs by maybe 30% on the administrative side. So a pretty neat kind of collection of things. And with its new cash, Forto is looking to, quote, accelerate the development of its supply chain management solutions by adding order management and also some value-added services. That's pretty cool. Not a huge surprise. It's a lot of money, but it seems to be kind of a neat company. Oh, and by the way, it's going to expand its European and Asian operations and extend its operational presence in five offices in Asia. So pretty cool there. Oh, and finally on this one, sorry about that. Freight volumes that it handles are up 300% year over year. So Fordo could actually be a startup to watch. And then we have Tibber, T-I-B-B-E-R. It's like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, but with bees. Tibber is a software service that swaps out your house's electricity provider to whichever one is greenest and cheapest at that time. And that sounds interesting, but it's not really a small company because it just raised a $65 million Series B led by Eight Roads and Balderton. This is interesting. I'm really torn up about this because on one hand, it sounds really cool. On the other hand, it sounds kind of like gimmicky and Ronnie. I don't, I don't know. Just whenever I hear about like power switching and power rates, I get like some sort of tingling on the back of my neck. Uh, anyways, TC reports that the company has seen, quote, organic growth to 100,000 paying households in Norway, Sweden, and Germany. So you know what? Well done. And it's a huge Series B. So let's see what the company can do next. Tibber. Interesting. All right. So for our deeper dive slash riff this morning, I want to talk a little bit about liquidity. I know you're probably tired of this by now, but I swear I have a point. So stick with me. Last week's IPO filing wave made it clear that we're going to be busy over the next couple of weeks with DoorDash, Airbnb, C3.ai, Affirm, Roblox, and Wish going public soon. And that's just if no one else files. You might be curious about what the hell is going on and why so many companies are dashing towards the exits while holding linked arms. Well, Normally, I'd say things like the stock market is near record highs and public investors have shown an interest in growth over profitability, and that provides a good window for unicorns to file and debut. But why that's the case is something that we've actually left a little bit fallow. So this morning, over a coffee and my regular high-protein cereal, I was working to catch up on the blog of Redpoint's Tomas Tungas. He's kind of an OG SaaS dude, and he tends to write pretty smart stuff. Uh, Indeed, the whole Redpoint crew have been pretty active in my feeds lately, and I'm not complaining about the data they've been sharing. Anyways, Tomas wrote a short and cogent piece on the connection between low rates, the rising pace of startup investment, and the turbocharged IPO market that was rather limpid. So what I've done is be rather audacious, and I've summarized his summary, making it podcast length ready. So here's my take on his take on what the markets are doing. Super low interest rates lead to investors targeting riskier assets and companies investing more because money is cheap. This boosts the amount of money that's flowing into VC because there's more capital in VC and companies can grow more quickly because money is cheap. Startup valuations go up. And finally, we should see increased exit activity because public market investors want to invest in the same companies that thrilled private investors. There are two buckets of capital suffering from the same low yield environment, to which I have to say, correct. What I failed to kind of get into before was the notable bit about how cheap money could impact startup growth, or as Tomas puts it, quote, If the government lends at a low rate, then the cost of capital is less, so companies should be able to invest more at the same cost and grow faster. That will only make private companies and high-growth unicorns even more attractive compared to other firms, and that should explain why so many companies are going public now. Not only are stocks hot and growth in favor, but IPOs are exploding like Pop Rocks, a type of candy that I sorely miss because of a lot of really underlying factors that are pushing us forward. And given that interest rates aren't going to change for a while, this could keep going. 
All right, that was Equity Monday for November 23rd, 2020. If nothing big happens this week, we will be back on Thursday with our EdTech Bonanza. Get hype. It's going to be amazing. Follow the show at Equity Pod on Twitter if you'd like, or myself on Twitter where I go by at Alex. In the meantime, please stay safe. Please stay home. We'll talk to you soon.